The Islanders lay an egg against the Devils as they play terrible hockey all the way through. We'll break it all down for you and preview this weekend's games against the Panthers and Lightning. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question about something we've discussed, a comment about a topic we've talked about, or maybe a question you'd Uh, something you'd like us to talk about on a future show. Feel free to send us an email. The email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And I'm happy to answer any question. If you leave your first name and where you're from, I will mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. I will live tweet during nearly every Islanders home and road game, giving you instant insight and analysis, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. It was ugly out there, folks. I'm not going to lie. Islanders fall to the New Jersey Devils at the UBS Arena 4-1, to and the crazy thing about it is the game was not as close as that final score. If it wasn't for the play of Ilya Sorokin, who made 39 saves while facing 42 shots, there would be absolutely no way that the Islanders would have even been in this game right away. I mean, the Devils had the first 15 shots on goal in this game. And it was like the Islanders just weren't ready to play. And... I'm going to give credit where credit is due, uh, realistically. I got an email uh, after the game uh, from Matt, and Matt says, Terrible night, Gil. The Devils really exposed us. Tonight, Barzal's post-game comment on them not facing a team with that speed has me a little concerned, as this is the league these days. And yeah, Uh, Matt, I think you nailed it. 
as far as the lack of the Islanders' ability to handle the speed of the Devils all throughout this game. You know, the Islanders, you say what you want about Lane Lambert tweaking things a little bit and allowing them to play a little bit more aggressively, offensively, and to shoot more and all of that. Hey, all, all good, you want that. But you know what? You can't have a situation where the other team has that much time and that much space and the ability to move as well and as freely as the Devils did in this game. I mean, you, you just look at all the different goals that were scored and all the chances. You look at the look at the shot chart. So many quality chances. If you draw that triangle from the two face-off circles down to the goal, the high danger areas. First of all, three goals, the three goals that were scored on Sorokin, all coming from the slot and the high slot, high danger areas. But out of the 44 shots that the Devils took, uh, 43, excuse me, that the Devils took in this game, I would say 30 of them, 28, 30, something in that range, were from those really, really dangerous areas. And the Islanders just did not have an answer for the speed of the Devils. They just didn't seem to be ready to play. And there were going to be nights like that. And the only encouraging thing I saw was that Sorokin kept it a scoreless game after one. And essentially, you know, up until there were four and a half minutes left, it was still a 2 nothing game that the Islanders were theoretically in. But the way they were playing, there was just no way that they were going to get the job done. Now, look. I'm really looking hard for some kind of silver lining in this game. And the only one I could find, other than Sorokin playing very well and keeping the team in it, the only other thing that I could point to as a positive is that they didn't give up a power play goal, even though they took a few too many penalties. Uh, But overall, uh, just not a lot to like about this game and you know Pelic and Pulak both minus two the the line of of Lee Nelson and Wallstrom minus two the team was slow they they just didn't play with any passion or direction and it was almost like they were looking past the Devils when you get outshot 43 to 17 and you're still in it until an empty net goal is scored late, that is just not, you know, not a good performance. But at least the Islanders were able to to stay somewhat close at times. But I, I'll tell you, uh, just not an acceptable kind of a game. Uh, again, looking for some bright spots. Six hits for Casey Sezikis. Uh, you know, four hits and three block shots for Alexander Romanov. But... Overall, the power play didn't get it done. The The passing wasn't crisp. The defense wasn't there. You know, we can talk all we want about the Islanders' shortage or lack of scoring punch. And they do need more goals than what they got last year. We talked about adding 40 goals to their last year total to make this team a, a real contender again. 
But if the defense isn't there, if the other team has all that time and space, I mean, this really should have been a six or seven to one kind of a game, if not for Ilya Sorokin. So uh, we don't know uh, which game, you know, Sorokin and Varley will split the two games back to back in Florida. Not sure which one will play Saturday, which one will play Sunday. It makes more sense in my mind to start Varley Saturday, but it's really up to Lane Lambert. But, you know, this team has to sort of put this this game behind them and and really try to recover. They didn't do anything particularly well, even, even in the face-off circle, where the Islanders tend to be a pretty darn good team. Brock Nelson won 3 out of 12 face-offs in this game. That's very unbrock like Matthew Barzal did the same. You're not winning games if you don't have possession of the puck. You give the other t- team time and space, and you don't create offensively. There is nothing left, um, you know, to, to get excited about. So a very disappointing performance. And now the question becomes, after you lay an egg like this, how does the team respond? Barry Trotz, more often than not, until last year when the team was sort of overwhelmed, got the team to bounce back and and play better after a loss. Now we have to see how they respond to Lane Lambert, and hopefully uh, hopefully they do respond in a better way because, boy, that was just an awful, awful performance. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. When we return, we'll preview both of this weekend's games as the Islanders play their first two road contests, going to Tampa, going to Florida. Some tough teams, some good opponents, so let's see how they handle that. Plus, uh, one of the most dedicated members of the Islanders organization is our Islanders birthday of the day. All that still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting, football, and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, MMA, boxing, hockey, and golf. And look, hey, you, you, you enjoy watching the Islanders? Maybe placing a bet on how they'll do over the weekend in Florida and against Tampa would make it even more fun and interesting. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Want to thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. Now make your second listen game to game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the National Hockey League with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Two games on tap for the Islanders this weekend. Saturday, it'll be the Islanders taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. And, you know, the Lightning are struggling a little bit uh, early on this season. They're 1-3 
in their first four games. And defensively, they haven't been really the same team that they've been in the past. Steven Stamkos off to a red-hot start, six goals in four games, seven points. Uh, Nikita Kucherov with five assists in four games. Now, the good thing, if you're an Islanders fan, is that the Islanders have Friday off. Now, they do have to travel down to Florida to, to play, but the Tampa Bay Lightning are facing the Florida Panthers in uh, Florida. So it's a road game for the Lightning. Now, it's not a long road trip, but it's still a road trip, and they're playing the back-to-back while the Islanders will have the one day off to travel and face the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't have to tell you about the Tampa Bay Lightning. We know how good they are. Whether or not the Islanders will see Andre Vasilevsky, I would assume Vasilevsky goes against the division rival Panthers, and maybe the Islanders get fortunate to see Brian Elliott. He struggled, uh, faced 44 shots in his only start, gave up five goals. So, you know, maybe they'll face Elliott. But look, I don't have to tell you about, A, how good the Tampa Bay Lightning are. They won two Stanley Cups and then made the Stanley Cup final last year before losing to the eventual champion Avalanche, eliminated the Islanders in the conference final the previous two years. And, you know, they're a dangerous team. And when a good team gets off to a bad start, that is always... You know, you know they're going to come out of it at some point, and you just have to hope it's not against you. You talk about speed. If the Islanders had difficulty uh, dealing with the speed of the Devils, the Lightning certainly have some players who can get behind you and create time and space. So let's, again, see how this team responds defensively. The lineup for the Lightning, Braden Point, is the first-line center with Brandon Hagel and Nikita Kucherov on his wings. Steven Stamkos centers Nick Paul and Alex Kalorn on the second line. Then Vladislav Lemestikov with Ross Colton to his left. Corey Perry to his right on the third line. And Pierre-Edward Belmar centers Gabriel Fortier and Patrick Maroon on the fourth line. The top defense pairing Victor Hedman and Eric Cernak. Uh, Mikhail Sergachev and Nicholas Perbix is the second pairing, and Hayden Fleury and Cal Foote are the third pair. It's a deep team. Again, Vasilevsky and Elliott are the two goalies. Zach Bogosian, Anthony Sorelli have been out of the lineup. Philip Myers has been day-to-day, so we have to see if Myers or any of those players come back in time for Saturday's game against the New York Islanders. It is. Uh, a 7.30 Eastern time, uh, excuse me, a 7 o'clock Eastern time start, and it is on MSG+, Plus. so no worried about, don't have to worry about the streaming with ESPN, uh, and you'll have Butch and Brendan back to call the game. Meanwhile, Sunday, the Islanders with a different kind of a game, 5 o'clock Eastern time start, Uh, against the Florida Panthers. That'll be the second game of this back-to-back road trip in Florida. The Panthers, uh, (coughs) 3-1 on the year. Islanders already playing them for the second time this season. And we know, Matthew Kachuk 
hurt the Islanders badly. He's got two goals and six points in four games. We know Barkov is dangerous. He's got four assists. Sam Bennett, Colin White, Carter Verhage. This is a team that you go up and down the lineup, and they are not easy to to play against. And the Islanders have to do better, certainly, than they did on opening night. Now, Aaron Ekblad is now on IR, so the Islanders are unlikely to face him. Anthony Duclair out on IR. Brandon Montour day-to-day. Those are the injuries. The lineup, Alexander Barkov, Carter Verhage, and Sam Reinhardt are the top line. Sam Bennett, Matthew Kachuk, and Rudolph's Balsers are the second line. Anton Lundell is the center of the third line. With E2, Lesterainen, and Colin White on either side of him. And then Nick Cousins is the pivot on the fourth line with Ryan Lomberg and Patrick Hornquist on either side of him. The defense pairings right now, with Ekblad out of the lineup, Mac Kirstead is on the top pair with Gustav Forsling. Ratko Gudis and Josh Mahura are the second pair. Lucas Carlson and Mark Stahl, the veteran, is the third pairing. And then the goaltenders, Sergei Bobrovsky and Spencer Knight. Knight, the younger, uh, up-and-coming goalie, Bobrovsky, the veteran who the Islanders faced in the last meeting between these two teams. And uh, as far as the schedule goes, again, uh, the Panthers will have a day off in between their game with the Lightning and their game against the Islanders. So it'll be the Islanders on uh, a back-to-back on Sunday, while their opponent will have a day off on Saturday. It'll be the Islanders with a day off and the Lightning coming off a back-to-back. So, uh, should be an interesting weekend. If the Islanders can get two out of a possible four points, I'll take it. I'd like to get three or four, but two will be sufficient uh, because both of these teams are considered Stanley Cup contenders, and I think it is not going to be easy for the Islanders to to excel. Special teams-wise, and again, it's early, but I will mention For the Tampa Bay Lightning, they're fifth on the power play right now, scoring on 33.3% of their opportunities. The penalty kill, 22nd in the league, 71.4%. As far as the Panthers are concerned, they're better on the PK, 87.5% penalty kill. That places them 10th, whereas the power play is struggling a little bit, 24th in the league, just 11.1% success rate. Should be an interesting weekend, and hopefully the Islanders can get something out of it. Again, um, what I'm looking for most importantly is a return to form on Saturday and then hopefully Sunday, where we see the Islanders at least playing Islanders hockey. They certainly didn't do that last night against the Devils. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Our Islanders' birthday of the day, someone who has been part of the Islanders organization now for most of the last 42 years. Let's see if you can guess who that is, all that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And yeah, uh, uh, Saturday is the 73rd birthday of former Islanders center, former Islanders assistant coach, former Islanders head coach, and current Islanders television color man, 
Butch Goring. Goring, uh, a native of St. Boniface, Manitoba, drafted by the LA Kings in 1969 in the fifth round and made his NHL debut with the Kings that year, putting up 13 goals and 36 points in 59 games. Had some big seasons with the Kings, a couple of uh, actually four straight 30 goal seasons, including a 37 goal campaign. Had a big double overtime game winning goal in, in the Kings playoff series against the Bruins one year, which the, the Kings lost eventually in seven. But trade deadline, probably the originator of the trade deadline was the Butch Goring acquisition by the Islanders in 1980. They traded Lewis and Harris, uh, Billy Harris, to the Kings for Goring. He played the last 12 games of the regular season with the Islanders, scored six goals, and had 11 points in those 12 games. And then in 21 playoff games in the Islanders' first Stanley Cup run, seven goals, 19 points. Won the Conn Smythe Trophy as the playoff MVP the following year, 10 goals, 20 points in 18 playoff games. He was not only good, he was clutch, was a player coach, player assistant coach with the Isles for uh, four seasons, then was the head coach of the Bruins, coached in the Islanders farm system in the AHL and IHL, and then was the head coach of the Isles in 1999, 2000, and 2000, 2001. And now, of course, as we know, he is the Islanders television color man. So Butch Goring worn a lot of hats for the Islanders, a great guy and a great part of this organization. And uh, Butch, I hope somebody scores one on Saturday in the toy department just for you. We're going to go back and look at one of Butch Goring's better games as an Islander. This is game three of the 1981 Stanley Cup Final. Islanders in Minnesota at the Metropolitan Sports Center to take on the North Stars. Islanders won the first two games of the series 6-3, 6-3. So this is almost a must win for Minnesota. And in goal for the Islanders, Billy Smith, while Gilles Malash was the goalie for the North Stars. And it was Minnesota getting on the board first. Bob Nystrom off for interference. Steve Kristoff, his seventh from Craig Hartsburg and Dino Cicerelli. Isles down one nothing, just three minutes, 25 seconds into the game. But it got worse before it got better. Steve Payne made it 2 nothing. Minnesota, his 15th from Tim Young and Al McAdam at 14.09. All of a sudden, Islanders in trouble. But Mike Bossy cuts the lead in half. His 16th from Clark Gillies at 14:47. But then Nystrom takes another penalty. This one for interference. And Bobby Smith gets his seventh from Craig Hartsburg and Steve Payne. Isles down 3-1 after 20 minutes. But the second period, the Islanders begin their comeback. Bobby Nystrom makes it 3-2. His sixth from John Tonelli and Wayne Merrick at 4:10. And then the Islanders' power play goes to work with Greg Smith off for interference. Our Islanders' birthday of the day, Butch Goring gets his sixth. Dennis Potvan and Mike Bossy, the assist at 7-16. Then Goring gives the Islanders the lead 4-3 on his second goal of the game, seventh of the playoffs. Clark Gillies, the only assist at 11-51. That's where we stood after two periods. In the third Steve Payne gets his second of the game, 16th of the playoffs. Tim Young and Steve Kristoff, the assists at 111, and the game is even. But 
Mike Bossy, his 17th, from Brian Trottier, less than a minute later, gives the Isles back the lead, and then Butch Goring completes the hat trick, his 8th, from Billy Carroll and Dennis Potvin at 6.34. Dino Cicerelli made it close. He made it 6.5, his 14th from Bobby Smith at 13.35, and then Brian Trottier ends it with an empty netter. Mike Bossy, Wayne Merrick with the assist at 19-16. Islanders win it 7-5. They take a 3-0 lead in the series and end up winning the series in five games to win their second straight of four Stanley Cups. 23 saves for Billy Smith, but for Butch Goring, our Islanders' birthday of the day. Three goals on six shots. He was a plus two. One goal on the power play, and he had the game-winning goal. The six shots, by the way, led the team. Mike Bossy and Brian Trottier had four each. So a very happy birthday to Butch Goring, wishing him all the best and looking forward to his call this weekend in Florida as the Islanders take on the Lightning and the Panthers. We, of course, will be back on Monday with our key takeaways from both of those games and all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings. I want to thank everyone again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone bring you the fantasy edge and keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates of news, analysis, and advice Monday through Friday. It's available on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!